Good morning, Screenless Communicators. Today we've got a special guest. Suresh Wachuri, CEO and talent hacker at ResTech Columbus and Maven, is coming on to talk about the intersection of restaurants and voice technology. Welcome into the show. And while you're listening, imagine how restaurants, tacos, burritos, burgers, fries, and everything in between is going to change with voice ordering. Let's get started. Suresh Rachuri is the CEO and founder of both Maven and ResTech Columbus. Started with Maven, moved over into ResTech. ResTech is bringing together all of the restaurants in Columbus to create a community around innovative technology that's spurring out of this hotbed in Columbus. Suresh, welcome to the show. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. Would you mind giving us a little bit of background on how you got the idea for Maven and, and how it's evolved for you over the years? Sure. Um, actually, it was inspired by a friend of mine, a business partner of mine. He's a patent attorney, IP patent attorney and so forth. He writes patents for Google and all kinds of other companies and so forth like that. And he and I had, uh, we always have some great conversations and so forth, dynamic, and we were going down the rabbit hole about a couple different things in my world. He's like, Suresh, you know, you're a connector. I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you're a connector and you connect people with subject matter experts you with really good people your attrition rates are low too and your uh, success rate with your customers are fantastic i was like can you elaborate a little bit and then he recommended a book for me by malcolm gladwell called the tipping point that's really where you know my uh interest in naming my business maven came from inspired me between my friend and between that book is because we are very good at finding mavens and connecting them with the right companies and businesses. And uh, you know, pretty much at the end of the day, we find a person's motivation, we match them with the company's mission, which equals success. And you guys have been in business for, for how many years now? Well, I've had the business for about 10 years. I've been full-time into it just north of three years. And uh, just to give you a little uh, heads up and perspective on that, uh, three years was April 15th. And we are having a dynamic year, growing by leaps and bounds, and I'm learning to be a CEO every single day. And out of the, the business for Maven, how much of it would you say is designated towards technology versus connections in other industries or other areas? Well, we're, that's a very good question. It's all intertwined because every business uses technology some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. We're at the intersection of business meets technology and connecting the right people with the right situation, with the right company, and so forth. I'm curious of what your observations have been kind of in the macro because Maven's been around since before the iPhone was released. Mm -hmm. And since then, technology following... Moore's Law has been accelerating exponentially. So playing into the tools that you've been recommending to your clients, has that evolved in when you guys started, you were just starting to offer web technologies and then it shifted so that you started to include kind of mobile technologies into that stack? Or I guess the question is, how has the tech stack evolved with Maven over time? Is, has it kind of remained the same or has that tech stack evolved with what you're offering? Sure, uh, total transparency. Uh, Maven was started 
and when I was consulting to the largest bank in the whole nation. All right, I'm not going to say any names. I'm sure you guys can figure that out. But they needed somebody to come in for three months and rock some consulting work out to really leverage great talent for their New York, New Jersey, and Columbus and Chicago offices. And I came in and uh, three months led to a longer time and duration and so forth. And before you know it, I stayed in that RPO recruiting mode and went over to another company for a three-month gig, which oh, is a pharmaceutical company. I ended up supporting them for nearly two years and so forth. So I wasn't really on the forefront of technology with Maven at the get-go. I was really on the forefront of mapping the right talent to the right businesses, right? And then over time, when I got, when I got into Maven, we started building some credentials and then going down the rabbit hole of IT solutions and not just a one-trick pony with IT staffing services. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're an IT solutions company, an IT staffing services solutions company, and we also have some consultants here and there that we hire for companies. And when we were talking the other day, when we first got introduced with, with ResTech, I think you described it to me as a, a splintering of Maven, not like not a rebirth like a phoenix and not a totally new that's separate. It's like a, a splintering. And tell, tell me if I'm wrong, ResTech is bringing together this community of all the restaurants here that have headquarters or a presence in Columbus to bring them together to create this community where we can collaborate on the technologies and best practices that a restaurant needs to be successful. Sure, yeah, so uh, you're right. ResTech is a splinter company from Maven. It's my way to give back to what I feel. My first job was in the restaurant industry, and I've worked in the restaurant industry in the field for 15 years on and off and so forth from high school when I wanted to buy my first moped. And dad said no, and he said, go earn it. So I went to one of the local grassroots uh, pizza chains that turned out to be one of the biggest pizza chains in the country and so forth. Um, really where I learned my core competency about restaurant and so forth and the principles and the values behind it. Um, now I have one of the biggest burrito chain, the best burrito chain in my opinion throughout the whole nation, throughout the country and so forth, uh, which has nearly doubled their stock within the last couple of years and so forth. And uh, they are my best customer. They've been great to work with, fantastic. We've hired, you know, I've been a part of two different teams since late July of last year, and we've leveraged hiring over 200 people for the company, let alone with Maven itself, had have over 30 people as consultants to this customer over here. So I wanted to give back to the industry because it's been good to me. And there just really hasn't been, from what I know, a great collaboration of all the restaurants, whether it's a small two-person restaurant, two-building two restaurant to a large enterprise restaurant company. There hasn't really been a big collaborative type situation built like ResTech is and so forth. So we're really excited to be able to get these stakeholders from managers and above to C-level to get together, collaborate with one another, share thought leadership and so forth, mm -hmm. and for us to just pretty much help serve them and assist them in any way possible. This opportunity that you found, I feel like mirrors what a lot of our listeners have been looking for, which is this path of 
a lot of our listeners are either freelancing or they're working in one of their first roles and they're trying to figure out how to turn that into a bigger business, which they can then use to discover more opportunities. And you found that you started, it's started as consulting, freelancing contractor, found enough clients to be able to then scale your workforce. And then now you're in this comfortable position of, I am now innovating. I am now finding new opportunities and now I am, I'm expanding. It's like you're, you're in this abundance mindset now where you're finding these opportunities and you're giving back to the community. Was it difficult for you to shift the mindset from being an individual contractor into managing a team into trying to scale the operations of a business? Or was that, did it just flow naturally for you for that transition? I don't know if you would, I don't think it's fair to say it was difficult. Let's just say it's time consuming and takes a lot out of you. You got to really be passionate about it. And I learned you got to take a rejection quite a bit. And that was an area that I actually had to uh, really think about and ponder upon and really talk to myself about is the rejection I would get. I, 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 it's just there's so many companies out there that are staffing firms. There's so many companies that are solutions firms and so forth. It's very saturated. But I've found our energy. I've found uh, what makes Maven, Maven, our differentiators and so forth uh, during those times of pondering and stuff and have just really run with what Maven is about. Mm -hmm. And that's really helped knock down doors and really helped our energy and our... Uh, motivation to accomplish what we have accomplished already really has taken down some doors and some walls and you're you're saying it's what makes maven maven and it's the story of the tipping point and your ability to be that connector now for ResTech, what would you say is it that's separating it from other communities because i'm sure either nationally or internationally or maybe even locally there are some associations that that are trying to create communities mm -hmm. So for ResTech, what would you say is the biggest differentiator? What's making it unique? What's really, what's truly innovative about ResTech that you're not going to find at other, at other associations or, or communities? Well, number one, um, a lot of companies here in the city of Columbus, a lot of, lot of, there's a, there's a stigma where restaurant rolls up under retail, right? And uh, it might have to do with they both use point-of-sale systems and so forth. They both sell and so forth. And there's some integrators that are point-of-sale integrators that have applications that are for the restaurant world and then applications for the retail world and so forth. But like, for example, I went to Retail Summit 2019, which was awesome, hosted by the Columbus Chamber. Oh, my gosh. By the way, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce, fantastic people. It is not yesterday's chamber. They are really, really good people, very good networkers and connectors. And I really love working with them. They're passionate, and they fit the Maven mantra, too. So, um, you know, it just hasn't been done in Columbus. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it where there is a uh, – it's needed. I, it's not there yet. And we're getting there. And it is a collaboration of all these restaurants and so forth coming together, small, medium, large. It's also, you know, a great time for Columbus. Columbus is a fantastic test market hotbed for restaurants. I mean, we're going dating back to OSU when it was created and the population, the diverse population that Ohio State brings to our community, diverse from people's backgrounds nationally and so forth throughout the world to diversity of age and group and lifestyles. You know, and that, that, that's why we're such a great test market and have been for a long time because something is successful in Columbus to a person's palate 
it's going to be successful anywhere. You spoke about opportunity. Lake Columbus is an area that's exploding in growth. Um, I'd like to speak a little bit about the technology and in your perspective, how the technology has been evolving here in Columbus. Either particularly for Maven or particularly for ResTech, how have you seen the tech culture here growing? Have, have, have you noticed companies being quicker to adopt newer forms of technology? Or have you found more agencies coming out of here? I've, I've heard a lot of buzz around the Columbus tech scene. And I've seen it from my own perspective, having the background in voice and trying to stay connected in voice. For, for you, what, what have you seen with Maven and ResTech as the technology culture here has been evolving in Columbus? Well, uh, good question. Technology has continued to evolve in Columbus over the years. I mean, Columbus is a hotbed of talent. You can't have tech without talent. We have some great people here. Some, uh, I'll, I'll take on the Silicon Valley challenge. I'll take on the challenge from other big tech hubs and so forth like that. One thing I like about Columbus, compared to a lot of other places, it typically has a lower attrition rate when it comes to uh, their tech folks. You know, quality of hire and attrition is going to make or break any company. You can't have a technology company without people. And we have some of the best and the brightest people here in Columbus. And they're actually easily approachable, too, compared to a lot of other places and mm -hmm. so forth. And they seem to have, they seem to care a little bit more and so forth than I've noticed in other places and so forth. But yeah, we're a hotbed for technology over here. Uh, we're doing things that uh, other cities are doing and so forth. So uh, I, I, think we've, I think one of the biggest things is we were able to surprise, uh, once again, the biggest burrito maker, in my opinion, the best burrito maker, in my opinion, for fast casual, quick serve, and so forth. Uh, they relocated from Denver to Newport Beach, but they have a restaurant support center here in Columbus, Ohio. And you know, we're able to help them hire their executives from information systems to infrastructure to project management and uh, restaurant technology, enterprise architecture. And then after that, we played a key role in a lot of those groups to build out their org charts and so forth like that. And uh, we did at an accelerated pace to the point where now today, you know, they're 97% filled with all of their jobs. Uh, it's just been a year and uh, just a lot of good stuff going on over here. It's a direct reflection of the talent pool here in Columbus. So it's a great place to bring your company. I agree with that 100%. I, being an OSU graduate, we see the, the demand to keep knowledge and talent here in Columbus is high mm -hmm. because so many people in the Midwest are moving to the coast and they're saying, wow, these companies are going to pay me 120K straight out of college to do some coding. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you do have to pay a higher living wage. You are going to pay a higher cost of living. Mm -hmm. And there's so much innovation going on here in Columbus. We have mm -hmm. unicorns like Root Insurance Company, Cover My Meds. We have um, Peng... Not Bold Peng Penguin. Thank you. Bold Penguin. Yes. We've got all of these companies that are now coming out. And we have even newer forms of technology, like the artificial intelligence community at Ohio State is massive. Mm -hmm. There's a great AI club that's there. We also have a great business builders club, which is fueling innovation and entrepreneurship. And now we have some of these organizations coming out, like ResTech, that's going to be a connector, a connector, a maven, to bring it all together, to find that intersection. So what... I'd like to shift to now is kind of a conversation on voice technology and its place within the restaurant. And we were chatting a little bit earlier this week about the recent announcement that McDonald's and Apprente had 
your team actually sent the article to me. So if, if you'd like, go. what was it that McDonald's did earlier this week? Yeah, so uh, McDonald's acquired a company by the name of Apprente, and they work in the voice space. You know, McDonald's is smart. You know, they're not going to try and reinvent the wheel. Just buy a company, right? They got the buying power for that. I think it's brilliant. I think it's smart. And uh, from what I read and so forth, they're going to start it off, pilot it out with their uh, drive-thrus and automate that process through voice and so forth. Um, I think it's great. It's brilliant. The future is here today, and uh, people need to recognize that. But uh, I'm going to pivot from there because this burrito maker themselves, you know, they just sent out an article today. They've been working on this for a while internally where they have, they're using voice and they uh, deployed it to 1,500 restaurants of their 2,500 plus restaurants. And it's voice ordering too. And to the point where people can uh, come in and pick up their product on a dedicated shelf. They don't even have to go in and do, uh, go to the, do a sale or transaction or pay for their product. Right? They can do it all digitally through voice hmm. right? and then come in and pick up their product and take off. There's no line for it. Curious. I'm not sure how much you can say. So McDonald's chose the point of integration as being the drive through So they said, hey, to speed up and increase our customer satisfaction, let's put voice technology at the drive through If you can say, where did, did they integrate voice technology into the mobile app? Did they go with a Google or an Alexa experience? Did they also do drive through Where where was their point of integration for voice with, with this other restaurant? With the the big the big burrito maker. The big burrito maker. It's pretty much order, pay, and skip the line to a shelf that has their order. So um, that's that's really where the future is going, and that's that's what they're doing. Um, I can't talk about their exact technology and so forth like that. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, Understood. You know, uh, and then also, you know, a friend of mine referenced something to me uh, earlier. Uh, there was a Seabus retail meeting last night, and uh, I wish I could go to. I never heard of it. It was turned on to me by some business friends of mine and so forth. I didn't get to go to it, but a friend of mine gave me some notes that I'm going to use today and so forth. There, where she, uh, there was a lady uh, from Google over there, and uh, this lady from Google mentioned. Oh, how did we miss that? Four, four, is that 44, no, no, no. Okay, 44% of people who use in-home systems order through voice on a weekly basis, which is a Google stat, right? And so forth. Uh, and they, she also, uh, they also said that only 12% of data is analyzed. The lady from Google that I'm referencing is Allison Yellen. I don't know her personally, but I just you know, I heard she's very, very impressive. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they also mentioned a book by Clayton Christensen. Uh, and it's uh, The Innovator's Dilemma. Mm. And uh, it talks about service and assistance and so forth. Oldie and just Exactly, exactly. And there's a, there's a, there's a credential there out there, 1-800-Flowers. You know, their uh, user experience is fantastic, and they've increased their sales exponentially. And what they did is they added voice ordering, right? To the point they can go from thinking of needing flower, needing flowers to having them ordered in 30 seconds. That's it. It's the speed. Speed to tremendous value. That's what they were listing in McDonald's. They were saying, we want to increase speed and make mm -hmm. the customer experience better. How fun is it to sit there and they say, welcome to McDonald's. Give me one second. I'm ringing up someone else's credit card right now. You got to wait five seconds, and then they get back to you, and it's noisy in McDonald's, so it's hard for them to hear. I think it's much nicer now. 
that they do, um, that now they're including this voice technology to make it easier, make it faster. But I'm curious for ResTech Columbus, you are creating a brand new community out of nothing. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's been a challenge with the creation of that? What, what's been challenging you? The challenge of ResTech Columbus? Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of uh, getting our voice out there and uh, getting in front of the right people and so forth, mm -hmm. which we're building a strategy for that. Uh, once we sit down with people and talk to them about this, they're all aboard. You know, people are wanting to be speakers, people are wanting to be panels, and so forth like that. But I, you know, that's, you know, which is great. You know, it create, you know, it gets the conversation going. It gets people from this burger joint and from this taco place to come talk to each other, talk to each other about what are our challenges, what are we seeing. You know, I, I, I got, I got to, I got to sit down with uh, one of uh, with Mikey from Mikey's late night Mike with Mikey's late night slice. You know, we had a fantastic conversation uh, a couple weeks mm. ago, and uh, he told me what his challenges were and mm. so forth. And I, we had a meeting yesterday to address all three challenges. And what I did is. All three challenges, I had knowledge brokers talk to them about all three challenges, uh -huh. and he's going to do follow-ups with them. Actually, Mike and I are talking today. Interesting. So, so uh, you know, I want, I, we want to be there with ResTech, mm -hmm. not just to get a forum of all these uh, thought leaders within mm -hmm. the industry between bridging the gap of restaurant and technology, but we also want to help them grow. We want to be their growth hackers. Mm -hmm. We want to be their growth partners yes. and so forth. Yes. You know, community, this community has been so good to me. I love Columbus. I would not want to live anywhere else. And this is my way of giving back to them. We've seen some of the big guys like McDonald's adopt, but Buckeye Donuts, Jenny's Ice Cream, um, Wendy's, they still have not adopted voice technology. You're starting to get some of that insight, or you have that insight from some of your clients. What would you say some of the challenges are for them to try to get them to understand what the value is with this technology? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to take it to a different direction, though, okay? I don't think any of them feel like that it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think any of I think they all are probably on board that voice technology is the way of the future. But just building a voice technology solution isn't where it stops and then having to implement it in your order entry system and so forth. That's not where it stops. Imagine this. Imagine your sales are so heightened that you can't deliver results on the orders that are taken in. So there does have to be a preparedness, readiness situation. This is what the future is going to be challenged. This is what these, how these companies are going to be challenged in the future is. Keeping up with the demand, mm -hmm. right? I really feel like we're on the forefront of the future with voice ordering and so forth, mm. and uh, who knows what else mm. is next. Once we implement this, the next greatest idea is probably going to be thought of already mm. if it hasn't already. But if you're going to heighten the uh, amount of orders that are there, say you double orders, right? Right now, I don't think any other businesses out there are ready with their infrastructure preparedness readiness to be able to fulfill doubled orders that doubled in size right so, so do you On think a, a lot basis. of a lot of restaurants do you think will need to increase their infrastructure possibly produce a ghost restaurant that's just there preparing for pickup and i'm sorry that was a little too focused but do you think they'll need to change their infrastructure to meet this new technology of voice 
hey, like with you guys, hey, you guys are bringing invoice. You've got to be ready for the increased demand there. You guys might need to think about changing up your infrastructure to match this. Absolutely. And okay. I know some companies are probably doing it and just not telling us. Interesting. So I, I, at, least, at least I would think if they're smart enough, and I think the companies that are on the forefront of this future and so forth and have done it, you know, I, I think they're smart enough to understand, have some planning going into it hmm. to increase their staff and so forth. Hmm. Giving, um, I, I like a little bit of forecasting or magical future telling. If you could guess how many years it would take for over 50% of restaurants to have some sort of voice integration, like at this point, would you say 50% of businesses have a mobile app or have integrated with a Postmates or Eats that does have a mobile app? I couldn't answer that. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I would say if you told me that was the stat, I'd believe it. Okay. Yeah. No, but that's not a fact I kind of looked up, but I can say it has increased and it's going to continue to increase. And you're going to be, you know, unless you're a high end restaurant, white tablecloth, and so forth like that, you know, I, you know, you need to get with technology. You really do. You need to get into the voice world. You need to get into that space. Uh, we, and we were just talking about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I feel like a big piece in restaurant technology, infrastructure wise, right now, is the pickup and delivery. Mm -hmm. And the market for that right now has been cornered by businesses like DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, some of these big players, which has been great. It's allowed a lot of businesses to add their pickup and delivery very quickly. The trade-off has been you give off a lot of your revenue to some of these companies, mm -hmm. which there, there's just that opportunity cost you need to consider. Moving forward, do you think voice technology will allow some people to do their infrastructure in a different way? Because um, Postmates, Uber Eats, and DoorDash has not embraced voice yet. There's no voice experience on Uber Eats, not on DoorDash, not on Postmates. Do you think there's an opportunity right now for restaurants to put this in and then build their own pickup and delivery infrastructure? Um, or in your vision of how this plays out, do you see an Uber Eats or a big guy Uber Eats just says, yeah, now we have a voice component, and then all of those clients then gain that voice POS. So that's a very good question. I think Uber, if, if one of these vendors like an Uber Eats does get the voice, I think who will help the most is probably the small mom and pop shops who don't have the assets to go to voice right away and so forth, right? I think it'll help some of these smaller businesses out a little bit more. I think the larger businesses are working on a solution if they don't have a solution already for voice ordering. And in terms of point of integration, we talked about it a little bit earlier. McDonald's chose drive through as the integration point. In your opinion, where is the best integration point? Would it be in the drive through Would it be voice enabling the kiosks in a restaurant? Would it be having an Alexa skill or a Google action that allows customers to order their pickup and delivery from the comfort of their home or in their car? That's a good question. Um, there is no right or wrong answer to that. I would say what is, what is what does the data analytics and business intelligence tell you as a CEO of the company or CEO or whatever, you know? Hmm. What's it tell you is going to be best for the market share of people that come to you for your product? You know, hmm. Some, you know, somebody who goes to a McDonald's might not be necessarily the same market share as somebody that goes to uh, Chick Fil A, mm -hmm. right? 
So it's whatever is conducive or works best for your company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just don't get left in the dust when it comes to voice ordering. Mm -hmm. Start having a voice strategy. Don't be caught with your pants down when you show up to ResTech and everyone else has a voice strategy and you're sitting there still trying to understand what Alexa is. Absolutely. <laughs> be proactive about this industry. From your, any tips you can give for how um, business owners can stay involved with understanding the forefront of what's going on technology-wise in the restaurant industry? Do you have any, any sources or insider tips you can share on how, how people can prevent themselves from getting caught with their pants down make sure that they're staying up to date and staying aware on the recent technologies and releases? Yeah, uh, register to come to ResTech. <laughs> and what, what can they do to reach out to, to start uh, learning Res more about ResTech? It's, uh, sure, it's www.restechcolumbus.com. Uh, we have about 50 or so uh, seats left. And uh, register, pre-register. Not everyone's gonna be accepted, unfortunately. Um, you know, there are, uh, but, you know, pre-register, we'll take a look at it and see what we can do to help out. Uh, you guys also have a presence <coughs> on, on social media, right? Yeah, we do. We do. We're on uh, Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, and so forth. But uh, restechcolumbus.com, if you, you Google that or Bing it or whatever, you know, go right to it. Definitely. So uh, register for that. Um, talk to us. Go talk to other folks. Uh, actually, pick up the phone and call somebody or go... Talk to a manager at a restaurant or something. Get involved in the community. Oh, Columbus has a fantastic community, easily approachable community. If you really want to learn, just ask. Just ask. Just ask. Leaving off, thank you for um, coming on this show, Suresh. Any last-minute words of advice for what's coming when it comes to technology and restaurants here in Columbus? Yes. Keep an open mind. Um, don't just follow business practices because that's how we've done it before. That is the biggest taboo thing that will get you left in the dust. Um, if you're in, put the right people around you. One of the best things I've done is, and we've gone through 320% growth this year already and the year's not over. One of the best things I've done is Understand who I am, understand who my business is, and figure out what is our weaknesses and hire the right people to complement where I'm not as strong at and get the hell out of the way and let them do what they got to do. Hire people that you can lead, not manage. Thank you for joining us today, Suresh. You've been a great guest. Thank you for having me, Pat. Have a great day. Hope to do it again sometime. If you have any questions for Suresh or want to learn more about ResTech Columbus, please feel free to reach out to him or send us a voice message on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. In the meantime, catch you tomorrow, Screens Communicators.